Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast Q&A edition. This is the podcast of the week where we basically take one of the questions that's come in from the question box. You can submit those below. The Facebook group, our clients, or something maybe that was in response to one of the previous episodes. And that seems to be the case this week. Am I right, Patrick? What yeah, is the question? You are, you are dead right, Gary. So this is a question we got in regards to the last few episodes where obviously we've been talking about you know setting up the diet, setting up calories, setting up your macronutrients, all that kind of stuff. And the, the person asking the question was like, do, like, do I actually need to track all of this stuff? You know, like they're, they're basically asking like, do they need to use like an app or, you know, food logs or whatever and track all their calories, all their macros, all, all their food intake and like figure out exactly where their calories, macronutrients, all that stuff is at. And this, this is actually a really simple question, right? Or well, it's a, it's a tough question, but it's actually a really si- simple answer in that, no, you, you don't actually need to track to get results. Right. Because obviously, well, presumably anyway, this is what the person was trying to ask. They're like saying, like, do I need to track to get results? You know, they're not just going to go, oh, I think I'll just start tracking my calories and macros today for no apparent reason. You know, like just just for the crack, like no one, no one's doing that. Right. So like obviously they're looking to either change their health, change their body composition or change their performance or like, you know, contribute to that. You know, and so naturally enough when you look or you listen in on the fitness industry, everyone's kind of going, Oh, track your calories, track your macros, especially if they're in this kind of uh, more body composition orientated world where it's very much like, Oh, you need to track every single gram of protein, every single gram of fast, every single gram of carb, every single calorie that passes your lips. You need to track everything. Right. And I can kind of give you the message. That's like, yeah, you need to track to get results. If you don't track, you're not, you better, might not, might, you shouldn't even try. You know, like there's, there's no point, you know, you, you, it's, it's useless. If you're not, if you're not willing to track and I can't help you, all I know how to do is give you calories and macros. That's what I do as a coach, calories and macros, you know, and that, that's unfortunately the way a lot of people or where a lot of people are at with their, their coaching uh, experience, their coaching job effectively, and um, where to just give out calories and macros. And that's, that's perfectly fine to do, you know, and that's definitely what we do as a start point for a lot of people as well you know but you have to realize that it does go beyond that and especially when you're talking to a general audience no like not a a specific person you know you have to take into account that not everyone needs to actually track calories right and to kind of answer this question there there's effectively three ways well actually just to take a step back just so we're we're aware of what we're actually talking about when we're using these three ways to get results whether it's weight gain fat loss muscle gain whether it's increases in performance whether it's you know increasing your health whatever it is whatever the goal is you have to eat a calorie appropriate diet right and what i mean by that is the the calories you eat the energy level you eat has to be appropriate for your goal you know like you're not going to gain weight if you are eating a calorie deficit like you have a deficit of energy that's just not going to happen you know, it just doesn't make sense. And the same is true. If you're eating a surplus of energy, you're not going to lose weight, you know, and there might obviously be transient fluctuations, but it, it, you know, it's not going to trend in the direction you want. So the diet has to be set up in a way that facilitates you eating an appropriate level of calories for your goal, whatever that goal is. I don't care what the goal is, right? That's not the discussion today. What the discussion today is, 
do you actually need to track your calories to get to that level of you know a calorie appropriate diet and at the end of the day no you simply don't right and we talked through this uh, on the website there's a lot of information there on the website about this but effectively we use kind of three tiers to discuss how you can go about you know improving your diet and getting to a calorie appropriate level and effectively tier one is just habit-based change tier two is portion control and then tier three is you know calorie tracking and macro tracking all that kind of stuff you know using my fitness pal that kind of stuff and but you can see that there's two tiers before you know tier three you don't have to track i know i've loads of clients that all we've done is you know worked on habit-based change we haven't we haven't even talked about calories and macros like yes we're building that education building that awareness around those but all we've done is just you know improved and uh, tidied up little habits that are now leading to them eating a calorie appropriate diet you know and that could be like okay so we're going to just chop, chop and change you know maybe okay you're choosing this food source can we swap it to this food source you know like maybe a lighter version of that you know a less calorie dense like maybe you always use real mayonnaise and we're like okay can we just go to lighter than light mayonnaise you know and all of a sudden now your calories are more aligned with the goal of fat loss you know so you know it could be very very simple little tweaks like that it could be something like okay so now we're just going to try get you up increasing your activity your daily steps whatever you know and that again increases your energy expenditure and all of a sudden your calories fall in line to an appropriate level for what you're trying to do you know so you you've never even tracked tracked calories with that tier one you haven't even looked at them you know and we're still able to get results right now again if, if you're looking at that and you're like okay well that's not going to work for me i already do generally you know i'm on point with my stuff my my, my general habits are pretty good i sleep enough you know, I, I eat good food, whatever you want to classify that as, you know, your training is relatively on point, you're doing everything right, you're probably going to need to move to tier two. And that involves a little bit more portion control, where you're actually controlling the, the amount, the quantity of food that you are eating, you know, and this doesn't, you still haven't tracked anything, you still haven't looked at, you know, my fitness pal, you still haven't looked at any like calorie logs or whatever. But you understand that, you know, the food, the quantity of food you eat impacts on the quantity of calories you eat, you know? And so you understand that because again, we've talked about it a thousand times and, and all you can do to influence your, the level of calories you eat so that it moves towards a more appropriate calorie level is, you know, maybe you only eat a little bit less, you know, maybe you normally have like, you know, a bowl full of oats, a full bowl. And they're like, okay, I want to lose a little bit of weight. I want to tone up a little bit. I'm going to kind of move that towards like three quarters of a bowl, you know, and it's just very simple. There's no tracking. There's, you didn't weigh anything. You didn't do whatever, you know, there, you, you've just gone visually been like, okay, we're going to eat a little bit less of that, you know, or again, the opposite, if you're trying to gain weight, you're like, I'm going to eat a little bit more of that certain type of food, whatever it is. Right. So very visual, very like, okay, rough and ready. This obviously isn't perfect. You're not weighing things down to the gram. You could if you wanted, but you're not. It's, it's just very like intuitive if you want to call it that, right? You're still able to get fantastic results with that. You know, that's probably the level where we, if you were to ask me like, how can we move like the general population to better health, just understand portion control, that would be the thing that I would probably recommend, you know? So tier two is probably the most applicable to everyone your granny your fucking mother your father your sister your brother whoever portion control just understand you know what uh, an appropriate level of calories looks like for you on a plate 
throughout your day, whatever it is, if you eat three times a day, four times a day, whatever it is, you understand that, okay, this is what it looks like. This is visually how much of this food type, whatever it is, carbs, fats, proteins, whatever you need to eat. And that's the portion size I'm going to eat. Okay. My diet, more of my body weight isn't moving the way I want it to. I'm going to eat a little bit less of this or a little bit more of this, whatever, you know, very intuitive. So you notice those two things, you, like, that probably serves about 70, 80% of people, right? Just looking to improve their body composition, improve their health, improve their performance, right? We haven't tracked anything. Like, yeah, we are keeping track of stuff because we need some, some sort of metric to keep track of to ensure that, you know, the calories we're eating is appropriate for our goals. But you don't necessarily need to track the actual calories. Like your body keeps track of them. You know, like your body knows where, <laughs> how many calories you're eating. So again, you don't necessarily need to use an app to do that, but you need to be able to interpret the signals that your body gives you in response to those, because it's not like your body counts those calories and goes, Oh yeah, here, Patrick, you know, a little ding goes off in my head and goes, that was 2,500 calories. We just, you know, we've reached that level today. You know, no, there's no little ding in my head. However, there are signals that are like, okay, that's, you know, you're a little bit fuller after that meal. Okay, you're probably, uh, uh, you know, at a level of calories that is appropriate for that meal right there and then, you know? And then also you have feedback visually and, you know, uh, sensory, I suppose, whatever you want to call it. Like you can feel, you're like, okay, actually the last while I've been eating this much and, you know, I'm, I'm noticing that I'm gaining a little bit of fat, you know? And obviously you have the scales as well to contribute to that where you step on the scales and go, okay, I've been eating to this level of, fullness you know satiety whatever and you know my, my weight has been going up or my weight has been going down so you have feedback mechanisms but it's not the same as you know popping it into an app and going oh that's the level of calories that i'm at you know so you don't need to track calories and you can still get results however if you are looking to really truly understand you know the we'll call it nutritional science, you know, like it's not deep, deep dive of nutritional science, but it's the basic fundamentals of nutritional science. Like I generally recommend people track their calories for a period of time, just because it is such an eye opener because you start realizing you're like, okay, this food, oh, this food is actually very high in fat. Oh, this food, oh, this is a good carb source. Oh, this is a good protein source. You know, you start learning about food in terms of the macronutrients and the calories within them, right? And that allows you to then get to a stage where you don't actually need to track anything with an app, you know, because you have a very intuitive understanding of, okay, the size of that chicken breast, oh, that's 25 grams of protein, right? That's what I need for this meal. You know, like you don't have to go, oh, let me get my app out and oh, could you just weigh that? Oh, should I weigh it uncooked or cooked? You know, you don't need to do any of that because you can look at it visually and go, yeah, there's probably some margin of error within that, but you can go, okay, that's 25 grams of protein. Cool. That keeps me on track for what I want to do. So ultimately to answer this question, it, it, effectively, no, you don't need to track calories. You don't need to track your macros to get results. However, you have to set up your diet in a way that it achieves a calorie and macronutrient appropriate level for your goals you know and one of the easiest ways to do that initially especially if you have a lower understanding of you know the the calorie and macronutrient breakdown of different foods is to simply track it you know and you can do that for a period of time not even trying to necessarily influence your body weight your health any of that kind of stuff but just trying to gain a better understanding of what makes up your food you know what how the calories of it, the protein of it, the, the carbs, the fats, all those different things. And you know, from that understanding, 
you then effectively have a skill and knowledge base for the rest of your life that allows you to make better, more informed decisions that then allows you to, again, eat at a calorie appropriate level, eat at a macronutrient appropriate level for your goals, you know? So to wrap up this, this question, wrap up this answer, no, you don't need to track. However, for most people, spending some time tracking is a real eye opener and can really improve their overall nutritional knowledge and thus, you know, future uh, results. You know, so would you agree with that, Gary? Is there anything else you want to add to that? Do you think that answers everyone's questions on that? Yeah, I think so. Like, what, the the only thing I'd kind of add is like this is just the way I kind of conceptualize it in my head, and it may or may not help you in terms of thinking about it. But the way I think about it, when we're t- talking about tracking versus just the isolated behaviors or habits is that we're kind of looking at the same problem, one through kind of like a top down lens and one through kind of like a bottom up lens. So when you're looking at a problem with a top down lens, basically what we're saying is, right, there's a calorie quota, like that's what we're hitting. And where that can go wrong is if you only focus on those numbers and don't listen to what the signal um, is actually telling you it's like you know it's it's a bit like economics like if you weren't listening to what the market was telling you and you're trying to impose top-down regulation that's not the best approach and it's definitely not the best approach when it comes to nutrition so an example of where that goes wrong is when someone says you know they hit they just set themselves at a calorie target they start tracking but they totally ignore the types of foods that they're eating you know so they're not choosing foods that would actually keep them more full so that adherence will be easier um, or they're not choosing foods that give, would give, the, give them the biggest bang for their buck in terms of uh, maybe muscle gain outcomes or health in general. So there's definitely problems with having a, a, pro, a focus that's too much, just the numbers. Um, and then on the other side of things, you've got this kind of bottom-up approach where you're basically using your behaviors and your habits, as Paddy discussed, to hopefully end up at a point where you, you end up in and around the goal that you would have if you were just kind of going with that top-down approach. So basically what you're aiming for is you're trying to choose foods that are you know high in volume, lots of fruits, vegetables, fibrous foods, lots of lean proteins, etc. all the things we typically discuss. You're choosing foods that are going to make it less likely that you're going to overconsume calories or if you're trying to gain weight, you're making, you're making it so that's more likely you're going to be able to eat more. So in that case, if you're chasing weight gain, it might be the case that the habits that are actually desirable are going to be choosing more of the foods you like, choosing more calorie dense foods, etc. So that bottom up approach is modifying your behaviors so that your calories are going to end up in some sort of uh, direction that you're looking for them to go, whether that be up or down. So both of those things are very valid approaches. And I think the best thing to do is basically take a sample of them all, you know, and to, to try and sample different things at different points in time. You know, we're never going to say to someone not to use that bottom-up approach, like not to use food choices in your favor and not to control your portions. Like that's always a good idea, um, but you can integrate the two together. So like you said, it might be the case that early on, what you're trying to do is right? We're trying to just get some basic habits in place, right? Let's just take things as they come, a few basic habits. And then what you're trying to do after that is, all right, you know, let's bring in a bit of tracking and let's actually see where things are ending up, you know, so, so that you're getting nutritional education. Because that's the thing, some people might get results, but there might come a point where you actually just need that extra bit of a step forward, that extra bit of um, fine tracking. And, you know, if you've always been saying, oh yeah, you know, I, I just have some peanut butter with my meal. 
very often people don't know what a serving size is and they might they might be thinking they're having 15 grams of peanut butter whereas it's really 40 and just tracking for a brief period of time can is can actually be one of the most beneficial educational tools when it comes to nutrition um so yeah you absolutely don't need to track i do think there's a lot of benefits to tracking for at least a period of time um and i think that you know there there's a bit of pushback against the idea of tracking and using my fitness pal, et cetera. Um, over the past probably couple of years that people, people have become more aware of, you know, eating disorders in the fitness industry and particularly in the kind of body composition focused sphere. But that it, do, that doesn't justify just saying that tracking is bad because essentially what we're talking about is like the tool is not the problem. It's the way that the individual is, is interacting with that tool and their thought process processes related to that and themselves that's the fundamental kind of uh, unit of pathology, the actual problem there. So I think that that, that, that can be a bit of a problem when, when people just say, you know, you shouldn't track at all. It's just harmful for your mental health. Like that's not the case, but it can be a problem for some individuals. So I think no, no, knowing how to stratify those people as a personal trainer might be helpful, but it is one of those cases as well where you kind of end up having to refer out sometimes. But I just said I bring that up because it is something that, I think I've seen a bit of pushback against, and I think it's a bit short-sighted to just say that oh, tracking is just bad, you know, because I don't think that's the case. 100%. And again, like this goes to, obviously we're talking to two different people here. Like we're talking to people that are, you know, maybe tracking themselves. Maybe they're, they're, you know, trying to change their own body composition. And obviously I know a lot of coaches listen to the podcast as well. And this, this is something that you should be aware of as you're coaching individuals. Like you should be aware that, you know, just because it's the tool that worked for you, you know, tracking calories or whatever, you know, you're like, that's, this, this changed my life. It opened up my eyes on this. That doesn't mean that it's a tool that worked for everyone. It's the same with exercise selection. You know, it's not like, oh, squats are the best exercise for growing your legs. It's like, okay, well, like, like I used to train a guy who didn't have one of his legs. He was in a motorcycle accident. Like we actually got him squatting in the end because he, he wanted to do that. But like, that's probably not the best exercise for him to grow his well, singular leg. You know, um, so it's like just saying that is just so short-sighted. And obviously, we can bring up a numerous hundreds of examples. Like my dad has a false hip. You know, it's like maybe squatting isn't for him. You know, uh, so like we, you have to have tools in your toolbox, and you have to have an understanding of the client, the individual in front of you, and go, okay, so what would be appropriate for them? Are they in a place where we could bring in some calorie tracking, build a better understanding for them? You know, build a bit of an understanding around calories, macronutrients, whatever. And, you know, can we do that through tracking calories and macros and all that kind of stuff on an app or whatever, you know, and that might not be appropriate for that client. You might have to use something else. You might, again, that's perfectly fine as well. If you have the skills to do that, you might not. That's perfectly fine. You don't need to be an all-knowing coach. If you can't get the results with this client, then that's fine. You just tell them that like, okay, you're not the client for me. I know it's, it's hard to effectively turn down money, but you should be able to do that where you're like, okay, look, I'm not actually able to help you as effectively as I would like with these clients that I get results with. This is the method we use. You're not in a place right now to get results with this method, right? You know, through whatever reason, maybe it is a previous history with an eating disorder, or maybe it is some sort of, you know, aversion or inability to track calories using an app right? Whatever it is, right? They're not in the position to get results with that method anymore. So you effectively just need to go, okay, 
let me take a step back. Can I actually help this person? Do I have tools in my toolbox that I can use to help them get results? No, I don't. That's perfectly fine. Do I know some individuals <clears throat> that may be able to help them? And no doubt, like you're in the fitness industry. This is what networking is all about. It's not about like, oh, can I see if I can get to know the, the top guys and girls in the industry? No, that's not what it's about. It's about knowing other individuals who deal with specific issues, that that's their niche. They're, that's the population that they're able to help. They're able to get results with and then you can refer those individuals to those other individuals um, and you know then you can actually get results with that that population that clientele you know and um, so effectively all i'm saying here is you know you should have multiple tools in your toolbox tracking is certainly one of them it's one of the if not the most effective tools in your toolbox that doesn't mean it should be the only tool in your toolbox right yes it is extremely powerful yeah, the exact same example I used earlier on. Like squats, great exercise. And I love squats, you know? Great leg builder. That doesn't mean it's the best leg builder for everyone. It doesn't mean it's the best exercise for everyone, you know? It's a tool, simply a tool in your toolbox. And it's the same with tracking. It's a tool in your toolbox. You should be able to use that tool when it is appropriate and not just overly rely on that tool. You should understand as a coach, you know, why that tool works. And then you should understand that, okay, there are other ways of achieving this, you know? Um, and again, that might not be appropriate for your clientele. It might not be appropriate for the individuals you work with, but you should still be able to look at that and go, okay, so this, this is why we're able to get results. Again, we're getting to a calorie appropriate diet. And this is one method to achieve that. Oh, this guy or girl over here is getting results with this totally different population and they're using some other thing. They're using portion control. That doesn't mean like, oh, I'm going to shit on that and say, oh, yeah, my, my, my method is better because I get them to use my fitness pal. I give them calories and macros. It's like, okay, that's cool. That Maybe that just wouldn't work with that population that they're working with. And portion control is much easier and much more effective for that population. So to effectively just round up, answer the entire question, no, you don't need to track. You simply don't need to track to get results, you know? But what you do need to do to get results is eat a calorie-appropriate diet. So what you need to do if you were an individual or if you're a coach listening, you need to have strategies to get to a calorie-appropriate diet, you know? You need to have tools in your toolbox to get either yourself to eat a calorie-appropriate diet or to get the clients that you coach to eat a calorie appropriate diet. That is the magic. That's, that's the key to all of this stuff. You know, whatever method you choose to use, whatever tools you choose to use, it's somewhat relevant to actually getting them to a calorie appropriate diet. Now, obviously our bias is always going to be towards, you know, a bit of empowerment through education. So we're going to always try to educate the client more or educate the individual more, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you as a coach or you as an individual need to do that. You know, we would believe that that's our, our bias, but you could just be like, all right, cool. I'm just going to follow, you know, this uh, portion control diet or this quote unquote fad diet that leads to a calorie appropriate diet. You know, it's like, that's fine. Like, you don't have to educate yourself any further than that. Like I would argue it's a bad thing that you, you're not nutritionally you know, educated because it, it does help with your overall life. But to get results, you actually don't really need that much of a nutritional education, you know? And um, so yeah, I have nothing else to add to the conversation. And um, do you, Gary? No, sir. Nothing else to add. I don't think so. I just want to say to all the listeners that we're actually recording this on Gary's birthday. So this is coming out on Thursday. 
Gary's birthday is today, which is Wednesday. But normally we don't record on a Wednesday, but I just thought I'd like to, you know, check in with Gary, wish him a happy birthday and all that sort of stuff. So sang me happy birthday before this. Yeah, I was gonna do it, you know, on on, the, on camera and stuff, but I decided in Russian. Oh obviously. No 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 no. Um but yeah, so I have nothing else to add, Gary. Where can people find us? Where can people engage? And like, how do they get results from us? I'm just buckling into my salesman uh, seat. As always, guys, you know where to find us. If you would like to just keep up with kind of the content we're putting out, other information that we're going to send your way, events that we think might be interesting, books that might be interesting, articles that might be interesting, sign up to the newsletter. You can subscribe to that down below. Um, additionally, the Triage Method community, free Facebook group, highly recommended. Um, good level of engagement in there. We post stuff in there that doesn't go out into our, our other social media. And we also have kind of input from other coaches, um, very high level coaches in Ireland and beyond. So that's always beneficial. You know, if, if we can't give you a good answer, it's very likely that someone else will be able to. Um, so do get involved there, you know, and if you're, if you're just a coach and you're thinking, God, you know, I'd like to, I, I disagree with these uh, triage boys about some things, get in there, send us stuff that you think might change our views on something, you know, that's always of interest. So anything along those lines, the Facebook group is the best place for that. So that's the triage method community. If you're interested in just kind of supporting us, otherwise you can follow all the social medias, usual stuff. We're on all of them at triage method and that includes YouTube. And then if you'd like to actually get involved with our services, we do have coaching spaces available um, for with myself, with Patty and with Lee. So that's all one-to-one -one online coaching. So that's our most intensive service that we offer. And that that's actually working with you one-to-one -one online where you have all your own documentation. You check in with your coach each week. You've contact with your coach throughout the week to send training clips, ask questions, etc. cetera. Um, so that's the the basically the type of coaching that has the most uh, level of contact and the most individualization. Um, a step down from that then is the actual group coaching. Just before we step down from that, I am 100% we are going to increase our prices in the next few weeks. So if you are interested, now is the time to do it. And I know everyone listening to this is like, oh yeah, that's just a marketing ploy. Everyone always says that <laughs> oh, oh, prices are going to increase in a month and blah, 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 whatever. No, we're actually going to increase our prices very, very soon. So if you are interested, now is the time to get in touch, right? And just wanted to add that. Yes, sir. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That's, uh, that's, our, that's our, our additional little sales thing that uh, we're going to put up our prices to 500 euro a week if you don't sign up soon. Idea. And there's definitely no other coaches available. You know, it's not like there's literally thousands of online coaches or anything. But anyway, um, none to our standard. Um, if you'd like to get involved with the group coaching, as I said, there's male and female options available. Get involved. That's quite a cheap service. So if you're thinking... I can't cope with these triage boys, their, their prices, man, not for me. The one-to-one -one stuff, Paddy's jacking up the prices further. Get on the group coaching. It's a good option. And if you're not thinking about getting involved in coaching, you don't like talking to people, you don't like people checking up in on you, you know, that's actually fine. You know, some people don't like being coached, don't like having other people write their programs. We do have program templates and a beginner's guidebook to kind of help you, you know, we'll give you a template, but you can play around with it yourself. You can use the education that's provided to tweak your own program. And, you know, I know people who have bought them who 
our coaches themselves and they're like, you know, I'm not, they were like, I'm not going to use this for a program, but it actually helps me to see how you guys put together programs. So I have ideas for my clients. So that's fair enough as well. If you're interested in that, you can find all them um, at the triage method store linked below also. Um, I believe that's everything. You're dead right. It is everything. Um, and as I always say, pretty much, I'd say 50% of these, um, the two most important things that you can do is get in the Facebook group and get on the newsletter and that will keep you involved with everything that's going on. Like I, I do all the accepting to the Facebook group. So I see all the people, so we have a little question. It's like, where did you hear about this? And consistently it's people that are listening to the podcast. So if you have not jumped on that hype train yet and you are not in the Facebook group, you're not getting the discussion where you're not talking about different things. You know, oh, this is the issue I have. This is a question I have. Oh, this is an interesting research paper. Oh, this is an interesting topic. Do you have uh, articles on site about this? Couldn't find anything about this. You know, all that stuff. You also get access if you're in the Facebook group to the articles as they're posted, right? Obviously, they go up on site. But I know not everyone is checking it every, you know, every five minutes religiously being like, oh, did they put up an article yet? Refresh, refresh, refresh. Obviously, they're not doing that. As soon as an article is, posted on site we pop it into the facebook group and we have a bit of a discussion around it then you know anyone has any you know questions or you know maybe i didn't word something correctly i'm like there's a little bit of ambiguity around it that all gets corrected in the facebook group you know so if you're not in there you're missing out on the hype train you need to get in there yes sir and remember that it is in fact too easy and additionally i hope none of you uh have the coronavirus you know just just saying yeah. just topical stay, stay stay safe out there and stay stop buying up on your roll <laughs> all right peace out <laughs>